This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. To infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds. Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you Hot D and Lord of the Rings nerds out there. I'm Joanna, the bronze bitch Krupnik. And I'm Brian. Orc conversations are the best conversations. Plofsky. And we're so happy you could ruin a wedding per usual to be with us today. (laughs) Oh, because today in the Nerdverse, we are kicking chamber pots and doing some Westerosi line dancing, all whilst giving you our thoughts on the fourth episode of The Rings of Power on Amazon Prime and episode five of The House of the Dragon on HBO. Some housekeeping. Be sure to head to the feed and check out all of our past episodes on House of the Dragon and the Rings of Power. And while you're there, check out our coverage of She-Hulk and soon to be Andor as well. You may be thinking, wow, Joanna, that's a lot of stuff that you're watching. And that's a lot of stuff that I need to listen to. And you're right. But it's easy to keep up with all of this. Just be sure you're subscribed to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Stitcher or Google Podcasts and, of course, Apple Podcasts. And follow along on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, TikTok at the Nerdverse Pod. But first, as we start every episode, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We are going to spoil today's episodes. We're actually probably going to spoil future episodes, potentially, um, uh, for Game of Thrones specifically, um, and uh, Lord of the Rings, not necessarily, but we may talk about theories and stuff like that. This is your spoiler alert alert. And now, it's time to enter Nerd vs. Customs. Let me see your identification. This week, we're headed into the Westerosi and Middle-Earthen sectors of the Nerdverse. <laughs> <laughs> like how I did that? I love it. All right, Joanna, hand over your uh, your hot D Game of Thrones passport. Uh, what, what are your stamps today? Uh, my stamps are going to be green dresses. Um, green I'm actually, dresses, I'm actually getting another stamp today, I think, because I'm reading Fire and Blood. So... I oh. believe that bumps me up to another green dress, so I'm going to go with four for a hot day. Fantastic. I'm still at a hot two, <laughs> um, and uh, mine uh, are um, – uh, what should I do today? Uh, mine are um, uh, weird arm leeches. Disgusting choice. Thank yes, you. Yes, thank you. And how many? <laughs> Uh, oh, wait, I have you, two. oh, you already two. told it. Yes, okay. Yeah, two. Uh, perfect. And then do we want to do our Tolkien stamps too while we're here? Yeah, we might as well. We might overlap talk. So, uh, Joanna, you have a lot of stamps. I, seven. Yeah, that's kind of high. Did I, did I pick that? Um, seven. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe I'm like six. I'm going to give myself six. Uh, okay. Six. What will I be this week? I'll be... Um, I'll be arrows, uh, slow-mo arrows, and I will put myself at six. Uh, That might be high, but uh, we'll see. And you? Uh, I'm three uh, 
uh, uh, Simba babies. Simba babies. Remember Doesn't she lift friends? a baby? Doesn't she lift a baby oh. at the beginning <laughs> in the dream? Yes, she does before she's taken out by a wave. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Correct. That's, so, that's very, what I am. Very dark. I got three of those. I know. I'm a dark guy today. Okay. Um, okay. What do you want to start with, Joanna? Uh, let's start with Hadi. Okay. Because it's the first in my notes. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just want to say that this actually works out well because you know we're halfway through both of these seasons. I'm already mourning the loss of both. But yes, yeah, I do. We're already f- so um, Hot D is ten episodes. We just watched five, and the next week is spoiler alert: the big ten-year jump, um, mm. where we get the older versions of these characters, or at least two older, <laughs> different, right. like, four different actors, and then a lot of old age makeup. Um, and However, then Lord of the Rings, I believe it's eight. I do want to say or, on the on the switching actors, there's been a lot of a lot of buzz. Not really, actually, but I'm sure there is more buzzes about the switching of the cast. And while I am like, oh, God, I believe it's called a switcheroo, a switcheroo. Okay, the switcheroo, the switcheroo is is coming. But reminder that um, the other ladies, um, Olivia Cook and I'm drawing blank on both of their names. DeArden or something like that. Uh, uh, Emily. No, no. That's wrong. I'll look it up. Keep keep, okay. keep going through your um, ideas. The new actresses were, were cast first, way before Millie Alcott and Emily Carey. So actually, take comfort in the fact that, like, we loved these girls, and they were cast, like, like last minute. And the originals, soon to be the new ones, uh, were, were, like, out the gate. So I think we're going to be in great hands, is my point. Yeah, and, and I'll also say that, like, because we've become so attached to these characters, these actresses playing these characters, um, I think that if they ever do flashbacks in the near future, like in these episodes, like it'll, it's going to be so much more effective, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. And I think, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think, you know, we, we just, we'll, we'll get on board. It'll just take an episode to adjust. Uh, Emma Darcy. Emma Darcy. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So wait, we're starting with Hot D? Yeah, let's start with Hot D. Okay. These are my opinions on Hot D. Okay. I really, really liked this episode to it's a got, point. It's got a wedding. Okay. I thought that all of the tension building and all the building up, the idea that like we know a Game of Thrones wedding never goes right, like it was very exciting to like that all that tension. And what happened during that wedding to me was 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 not believable. <laughs> uh all right, unpack that? Sure. We did not get to know his partner well enough. I agree we with did- that. We did not, I don't know how fiery he was. I don't know how, you know, um, egotistical he was because quite frankly, and I didn't see him like drinking wine. There is no reason why he would have, because I don't know him, there was no reason why he would have gone up to the night and been a total like poke the bear asshole. There's no reason. Even him in his thing, it's like, cool. We know his secret now. You know, like, we can you always use that against him or something like that? Like, like he was being strategic and smart. And then he does something so stupid. And, like, I just didn't believe that character choice because I didn't know the character well enough. Therefore, all of that amazing tension in that scene, including the amazing entrance um, 
of of um of Allison into mm-hmm. the room with like the green dress and all of that. And then oh, did you watch the after the after credits thing where like the showrunner was such a stupid idiot. He made a comment where sorry, it was I was I, we Jamie and I laughed. He made a comment where he was like, yeah, like we didn't even have to tell you. You just knew what the green dress meant. And and I'm like, no, you did tell us immediately because nobody knows what that means. If you didn't read the book, you have no idea what her coming in in green meant. And you're confused and you're trying to figure it out. So they have someone whispering it to someone else what green means. And that's fine. You have to tell us because we don't know how important that moment is. But don't tell me that like you did it without telling people and you have a full section in there where somebody says it and then later on in that scene like i was just like the showrunners in hbo think that this is more interesting and deep substance than it actually is and that bothers me that bothers me that they think this is so much more interesting and deep and and layered than it actually is and and that's totally fine but like that just really bothered me and that that whole sequence with the the wedding and all that was cool and I was into it but like I just like couldn't buy into it also I'm almost a little bummed that they're going to be jumping 10 years because now I feel like hot D is on fire like I feel like at this point I'm in, I'm invested in the characters a little bit more mm-hmm. I'm invested in like the struggle and what's happening here like all especially with the queen passing away and like thinking about all of the like Who's going to get the crown? How would this happen? How would George get it? How would this person get it? And all of that. Like, it got me into, like, the Game of Thrones spirit, if you will, of it all. Um, So that's kind of, like, that's kind of where I'm at. I really liked this episode. I did. I think this is one of my favorite episodes they've done so far, even with my complaints. Um, I I think that uh, these are just some other comments I have about this. Um, (laughs) Well, okay, before you get too far, let me... Uh, sorry. Two I, things. I, I, no, yeah. no, totally. Okay. So I very much disagree with you. So let me just, okay. So with, um, the night of kisses, um, I'm literally drawing a blank in what his name was. The one that, uh, that is in a relationship with, uh, See, you don't even know his name. Lenore. Right. I know. I just totally. forget. Cause, he, Cause he's known as like 10 different things in the book, but, um, he, I was not so much focused. I do agree with you that we should have gotten to know this character more. I think this was, yeah, this, that kind of stunk because again, it was just like a really big moment and it was a lot of stuff going on, but we really just didn't feel it quite as much. I, or there's a possible, I mean, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I didn't feel it quite as much. I took this more as a Christian Cole episode from in that respect than caring about the night of kisses because it really was to me about him and his identity now being lost because of what he's done and him being just completely he just feels alone and and is a thug like and I I listened to an interview with that actor um Fabian Frankel and he was like Sir Christian is like a like a a total hooligan like in a night in a guard a king's guard like cloak so I think this was just a boiling pot and this just like he he says it's when he's talking to Allison in that great scene in her bedchamber yeah. he refers she refers to it as like um you know uh he, she says like a uh unfortunate 
you know, oversight and morals, or she refers to the act as something like that. And he refers to it as a sin. And he goes to the godswood at the end to off himself when he just feels like he doesn't, you know, he doesn't deserve to wear the cloak anymore. It, like he cares more about what he's done and the fact that his identity now was nothing. Like when he, when he proposes to Renera to leave on the boat, it's just completely, it's not so much, I mean, I think he does have feelings for her, but I think it's sure. more that like, who am I without this? And I've now soiled this. So I just think this is more about him going cray cray than about the night of kisses that is like already dead. And he came and went in the same episode. So that's f- one thing. Okay. Second of all, with the green dress thing, I agree with you. I did not. I uh, Ryan Condal is a far thing. Uh, I, yeah, I had no issue. I didn't think about that because I think I have known about this for so long that you're right. I didn't think about from an outsider's perspective that it would, that like, it wouldn't not, I knew it wouldn't be obvious, but I also just, they put her, to be fair, they put her in baby blue. They put her in her yeah. mom's stupid blue dress the entire time. And like this dress is a big deal. And then you literally look over and you see that the high towers are all in green. So it does kind of, and she's been in red too for the Targaryen and black. Um, so I guess that that was enough. I didn't, I didn't necessarily need like, well, this is what that means, but I, I know why it has to be there. It was like weaponry in the form of an outfit. Um, but I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have like a hysteric, like I didn't go into hysterics way you and Jamie did when you were like, are you kidding me? Literally no one knew what this meant, but I just was more, it's, yeah. I it's not that biased. no one, yeah. It's not that no one knew what it meant. He's like, we did such a great job. It's like, you still explained it. Like, don't like, like you still had to. So, so here's what I'm getting from what you just said. One, I, I agree with you. I think it was about Sir Christian Cole. I don't think the poking the bear of him did it for me. It wasn't believable. It felt like a forced act to make sure that this character got to a certain point. That, that, I guess that's what I yes, mean. Yes, I do think that it was weird. Like now I, like we, I have myself going back and being like, did we see the seed of this like earlier at the wedding? And I, you know, you see that weird shot of him like tightening his grip on his sword and like you can tell that he's getting mad but of course what we are left with is seeing damon and um renera on the floor and then it's chaos and you don't know what we're seeing and the next thing you know i like that yeah so i guess i guess yeah i didn't i wasn't bothered by that at all the chaos of it was really fun and the tension i was more just like uh and, and you know seeing all these people look around and and everyone's having you know really intense sort of uh side eye in various directions and you're like something's about to happen and I just don't know what it is and it was just really sure. cool but yeah I think I think I just thought it was way more about Christian than it was about him sure um I will also say that um I when watching Game of Thrones I I kind of never felt like I was being left out when I watched Game of Thrones, I had I've never read any of the Game of Thrones books or any any of the Westeros books. Yeah, nor all. have I, other than Fire and Blood. Yeah, I feel right. I feel like I am told while watching Game of Thrones, I never felt like I was in the dark. I had to work harder to watch it, but I but I, I got what was happening. I knew who was related. I I feel like without having read or having prior information about these characters. I feel like I'm missing something because I feel like people have read the books know a little bit more. I'm not even talking about the history of Westeros. I'm talking about like they're more invested in these characters because the show can't show us everything. But I don't think the show is 
I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel as complete as um, other shows I've watched with these characters, even though I, I get what's happening. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still enjoying it. I'm still going to watch it. I'm very excited for the time jump, like very excited for the time jump. Um, I'm interested to see. I know a little bit of what happens plot wise down the line. Um, I'm interested to see where they end season one um, and, and things of that nature. And um, uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of we'll kind of go from there. But um, oh, the one last thing I do want to say about this is. There is nothing more cliche than like what this guy did in this episode as the weasel character, the, the okay. hand son. Yeah, to talk about Lord Laris, yes. He was just like, what did he say? He's like, oh, he did this most stereotypical like thing that anyone can do when they mean don't mean well. It's like, oh, I I just wanted to say that, uh, right. you know, the maester brought her a tea. And he's just like, he's got like, he's like hovering and like, fuck, he might as well be like, like, like a rat. Like, well, like he, you know what oh. I mean? Like, I feel like that's just like, it's like stereotypical, like medieval rat. Okay. Like worm tongue is like that. You know what I like? We're going like it just feels that like right. which is it's, fine. It's not it's just quite funny. as subtle as Peter Baelish, but it's definitely yes. Yeah, it's okay. not as subtle well, as Peter. A, Baelish. a few things that you just said. So one, I completely agree. Um, there, there's something I want to say about the wedding, and I'm sure it'll come back to you. But anyway, if you Sorry. want to talk about Lord Laris, so Laris is gross. Yeah, and this this begins. So, oh, okay, about the book. So. I think, yeah, the nature of this story being sort of a chronicle of what happens to the Targaryens and what leads to this dance of the dragons that will be happening later um, is sort of like, yeah, it's just like a timeline show. And I, I get that that's not what Game of Thrones was at all. So you're right. It's just a totally different uh, a totally different way of storytelling. And I yeah. do I do agree with you now having now reading i'm not i'm finished but reading it i definitely am getting a lot more out of it i'm spoiled more but i'm getting a lot more out of it so i'll be curious a to see if the show exceeds where i've read and i'll then i'll be like i won't want to read anymore i'll just want to get what i've gotten and go with that but i agree with you i think that's probably the case for some non-book readers i certainly liked it uh, more than you did before i started reading it but I agree that it's a little bit more, I mean, I guess it's with any text, you just get a little bit more out of it. But I think you're right, with this type of storytelling, it's a little different. Um, Okay, in terms of Lord Laris, so yeah, obviously this character has been hunting her since that hunt episode with the uh, name day. But okay, so this was a little heavy-handed, very obvious. Now, Allison's like kind of young and like doesn't really know anything much yet so i guess this was a tactic on par with like what she'd need to like be pick up on the uptake or whatever but um yeah this Ah. was this was definitely a lot now my main question is i mean aside from the fact that this character was written in this way to be like so obviously like trying to shit stir the pot um there is this theory, Joe the Magician online has this theory that's so wild that could be really cool. And you literally said the word rat. And the theory is, and I don't know all the ins and outs of this, and this is not a spoiler because I don't know if it's true. But so you know how Bran can warg into animals and has like the gift of sight and the three-eyed raven and all that. So all of this happening in the godswood is because this guy has the gift of, I think it's called like green sight or something. 
and he can like pick up stuff because how does he know all of this especially the tea thing I think yeah. that he is warging into the rats and we're going to find that out because that's why they keep showing these rats in this episode. I know you didn't see the ones in the uh, last week's episode, but there we've now seen three. And this, of course, the spinal departed rat was like very obvious and drinking blood. Disgusting. But I think it would be really cool if actually like he's and you literally did a rat thing when you're yeah, talking about him. So maybe it's real. Maybe that's interesting. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's very ratty. He's gross. What did you think of the opening scene? Can we talk about the bronze bitch, um, Rhea? Did you have any any thoughts about that? Oh, I actually I thought that scene was excellent. I thought yeah. that Matt Smith played In his that little scene, Dementor cloak. <laughs> play, oh, also a couple things. One, that scene was really good. Um, I like that we didn't know. I don't think that he knew what he was going to do while he was there. And I think that Matt Smith played it really well where like he's making these decisions in the moment. Yeah. Um, right, and uh, on the after the episode, you, you I knew this in yeah. the book, but you knew that, yeah, it's in the book. It's written just like she fell off a horse and like her skull was cracked open and everyone's like, really? So I loved what they did with this. I love this interpretation. And honestly, the horse falling on her scene, like like that sequence Ugh. was like definitely made me squeamish. Um but uh, yeah, that was an incredible. I, I like that opening sequence. What did you think of the Otto and Allison scene when he's leaving? I think all of all of the character scenes together in this entire series have been excellent. All of the one on ones where you're really getting to know these characters, how they're interacting with people, are awesome. I have problems with like some of the like forced plot stuff that it feels like because we're not getting to know other characters. But I thought that scene with Otto and her, I'm, I'm, I really dug Allison's growth in this episode overall and all these moments that led to it. The scene with her father, the scene yeah. where she overhears last, was it last week where she overhears the conversation with her dad, yeah. her conversation with her dad this week, the conversation with Sir Christian Cole this week. And then her entering and like her saying, um, congratulations, stepdaughter. Like, I just think that like all of that stuff is fantastic. And I am thrilled to see Olivia Cook take over this role. Yeah. I thought, um, I thought that Otto genuinely does care for her. Um, it's there, it's obvious, but it, it is, yeah, it's a little bit spooky just to give her the two options of basically your kids are going to die or you're going to have to like hope to God that you, you and, I think she says the word cleave to Rhaenyra, like yeah. that it's going to go well. So that's pretty scary stuff. And she's completely alone now, which is, I think what really hit home is that she has like no one now. And, you know, she's holding yes. a baby and the baby's so much, baby's like takes up half her body. Um, yeah. and I, and I obviously think she now has an ally in Kristen Cole, which is kind of exciting. Cause that's, well, yeah, that, yeah, that's going to be good. Um, we see that weird shot of, of Otto's, they show it in the in the um they showed it in the after the episode too when you see his toe like in the side of the horse. I think that's just supposed to say like that he kind of is egging on something from the side, or like he's got his Maybe. foot in there in the kingdom's shoulder blade. I don't know. It was just kind oh. of weird, and they showed it twice. Um yeah, I, I loved the death at the beginning. That was really great. She kind of reminds me of an of an aria kind of uh comp so i'm inclined to sure. like someone like her um okay so then we get out to uh drift mark to uh the hall of nine 
we see the boys together and we get the great mm. uh, duck and goose or rabbit or whatever analogy. I like uh, that, Rhaenyra, yeah, Rhaenyra is basically like, look, we can just like have an open marriage. It's cool, man. I know your thing. This is a very uh, – this is something that everybody knows. Everybody knows that he's – he is gay in, in the in the book and the kingdom really. Um, which, but I still appreciated the scene where like even Raina, Rainey's is like, come on, like honey, like Corliss, we know this is not mm-hmm. going to be good. And I really love that because it kind of reminded me of Catelyn and, and Ned, which is like, we, first of all, I see like real love between them. And I also see real love between the two gentlemen that I really, we haven't seen like real, real, real love on this show yet but i sort of saw it there just like their bond um you know about their son and how safe you know or not safe he will be if he takes this sort of job um i yeah but the audacity of him not meeting viserys when viserys is i mean otto was there to to shield his health issues and they are out now and oh my god like everyone now knows that that viserys is like on his last thread here it's mm-hmm. disgusting. Um, the Hall of Nine was really exciting because just lots of Easter eggs there. But um, sure, I am also frustrated because I want to see who's on the dragons and I never know who's on the dragons. And I know I'm supposed to know the dragons because they all look different. And I'm supposed to be like, that's Caraxes or that's whoever, Vagar or whatever. But I never, like when we saw the two dragons, I assumed it was mom and son. And I think it was, but you can't see them. And it's really annoying. Yeah. Um, um yeah, that whole sequence was was pretty good. Um, uh, Corliss is a wild hypocrite. Um, Corliss is wild, yes, of course. Like, insane hypocrite. Like, here he is a couple episodes saying that, like, Rhaenyra can't be queen um, because he'll never accept a woman. And here he is saying, like, you should have been queen, my wife. You you know what I mean? I like, that I type know. of thing. Um, yeah, I, I thought that that whole scene there, like, that whole sequence was really good. And them negotiating and whatnot. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that stuff. Again, none of that stuff felt like forced ish. Um, like I, 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 again, I liked this episode up until they, for me, they forced that moment at the wedding. But in, in turn, I liked the end where the Sarah's was wedding. just like, was just like, forget about this whole week. Like we just got to get this done. I know. It's so sad. Like, like, uh, Lenor is literally still crying and the blood is still on the ground, yeah. mm-hmm. which like, can someone get a mop? Um, yeah, it's just an age of innocence officially over, which for for especially for Allison's character. So I think this is just a perfect time to to do the time jump. Um, yeah. And I just wanted to remark on this Pinterest wedding because I saw a pampa grass uh, installation over the head table and like oh, that I noticed straight that. from Pinterest. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> that felt. That felt. Listen, it does. It felt contemporary, but like it also didn't feel out of place at the same time. No, no, I was all f- I was for it, and uh, apparently those big yeah. chandelier things of fire are real. That's not that's not uh, visual effects. They really oh, wow, lit cool. these things on. Yeah, it's like a whole thing, and but they really like it, so they, they kept doing it. So it's there. Um, no, and when I'm asking you if you like or what do you think about these scenes, I'm not really asking you about like did the actors do a great job. I think everyone's obviously doing a great job. I'm more yeah. asking like like this bit of plot did you find interesting or did you take something away from the scene plot wise? I'm more curious about what your the story and how that's going for you as opposed to, I think it's, it's a given that all the actors are doing a great job. Yeah, I mean, writing, absolutely. I guess, talking about too, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm liking it. I'm enjoying it. I, I don't like, I, I, I'm not at my seat at nine o'clock on, on Sundays, but like, 
or I think it's on at nine. I don't even know. Um, Hysterical. But uh, I watch it during the week and I enjoy it. I don't know. I, I, again, it's just like very dark and that's fine. And, 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 but I, I don't. Well, we'll see. I'm because just, again, this is lead up. So it, once the stuff starts going down and it's slower a little bit in terms of the time, I think it might be maybe, I mean, I don't know, but maybe it'll be more similar to the storytelling of Game of Thrones where it just feels like you can wrap your arms around it a little bit more because it's just like well, events. Of what I know is coming, um, I, I, I like the idea that there are more characters and there are different corners um, that like everyone's going to be standing in and stuff like that. Like, I'm looking forward to the more um, complicated, like, layered stuff. Um, but I did say something in earlier episodes where I was like, I wish these had been, like, flashbacks and stuff like that. Like, I think I take that back. They're just like a – I think I take that back at this point. Um, okay. But uh, I'm definitely enjoying it more than the original – the first couple episodes. But it still just feels like a big vat of good acting and, and yuckiness. Okay, Fair. Uh, all right. Shall we progress into Middle Earth? Sure. Now, I would like to say something about this. Something that Game of Thrones has that the Rings of Power does not have is central conflict. Mm, okay. I like that in Game of Th- in in House and Hot D. We know what the problem is. The problem is who's going to be the heir, and we're setting it up. And I think what I'm what I'm feeling in House of the Dragon now that I'm talking out is that like it's just a lot of setup and a lot of talking about what is happening and a lot of like this person is like this and saying it. There it hasn't been a lot of showing what these people are actually like. No, I'm talking about House of the Dragon. Okay. Mm -hmm. So hot D and but I really appreciate the fact that like I know what the central conflict is. Or what the central conflict is going to be, because it's not a conflict right now, because Viserys is still king. But like there is, there is a central conflict there with the Rings of Power. It's a little bit like it's fun to watch these people do these things, and like the acting is excellent, as we talked about, and it's gorgeous. But like, like what what are we what are we what are we going for, people? Like, <laughs> like we've just like totally thrown the Harfoots to the wind, and like. And, like, I understand that we're figuring out, like, Sauron stuff and, like, how do we save the people from the Southlands and, and the men and stuff like that. Like, we got to find Sauron and defeat yeah, him and all that fun things. stuff. Yeah, but I feel like there aren't any, like, individual stakes, if that makes sense. I don't know. There, there yeah. is. I mean, I'm just being a Debbie Downer in this episode. But, like, I just no, need a little bit not of. There's personal stakes so much yet, maybe. There is. I mean, yeah. But, like, do I love the scenes between Elrond? And um, the uh, what's Doran. his name? Doran. Doran. I think they're amazing. I would rather stay down there than in Numenor right now. But like, I love that stuff. But it's also, it's like, I don't know. It's like, what are we like? I I, I look forward yeah. to the time when there's real central conflict. So it is a lot of world building, it's all a lot of vibes. Yeah, what, yeah. It's a lot of vibes, a lot of world building for sure. Um, I think I appreciate that they're not trying to visit. Moria, Numenor, Southlands, Harfoots, every episode. Like, there are some episodes where sure. we just get two of those. I'm okay with that, although I am, like, already mourning the fact that this is halfway through because um, I don't want them to go away. But I agree with you that it's not it, – it is, it is a totally different show, but that's why I think it works well to be watching along with House of the Dragon because it is 
it lacks some things that House of the Dragon has and House of the Dragon lacks things that it has. Um, yeah. I agree with that. I also, um, yeah, I thought this episode, The Great Wave, and it has been a little bit since I've actually watched this episode since we're recording this a little bit later. Um, mm -hmm. But I thought this episode in particular was pretty exciting but did feel like it's setting up for the next episode, which of course it is, but... Yeah, I felt more like a bridge semi-ish towards the episode. Um, I Yeah, well, let's start in Numenor. So she sees, uh, the Queen Regent sees what will happen. Uh, spoiler alert. I mean, I don't think we're going to ever see this because I think it happens a lot later. But that is what will happen to their sweet, sweet uh, city. Um mm -hmm. Uh, there was just like a lot of Moana vibes in this episode with this Cilador. <laughs> like, sure. I hear a voice and it's called me. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. I'm really dying to know who is, like, what is that voice? I think it's really important to remember that he, that Isildur also hears like the ring's voice later on. So he's just the type of person that's very susceptible to strange mm -hmm. ethereal voices. So I don't know. Is it his mom? Uh, it just, it's kind of interesting. Um, so I'm really, I'm just curious about that. Seeing the, um, the uh, Palantir stone, that was cool. So in my notes, my number one note is that the Palantir effect was so incredible. Yeah. And, and then she said Palantiri and I loved it. Oh, did she? Okay, well, the maybe, singular. Yeah, who knows how we? Oh, like oh no, no, the singular, like uh, yeah, parent Palantiri or Palantir, whatever she said. I loved it. I was there for it. So equally to that, like, did you see that behind her is freaking Narsil, the sword, the one no, that gets broken. Okay, so it's just chilling next to her, it, to the Queen Regent in the um in that like tower that they're in. By the way, oh my God, I'm so obsessed with her bejeweled crowns. Like, sure. I cannot get enough of them. Like, oh, I just, I love them. And I love this costume designer who designed them. Anyway, um, the, yeah, Narsil the sword is right there. And we know that's going to come to Middle Earth. So I don't know if Elendil uh, or Isildur is going to, like, run up when they decide to come over on the ships and grab the sword. But that is Narsil, for sure. So that's interesting. And um, remind me, that's the one that gets broken in the fight with... Um, Sauron finger ring yeah yeah that's and then that's also the one that uh, Elrond reforges for, for Aragorn. um Aragorn yes um definitely and then uh oh I did get something wrong a while ago I kept talking there's like a thousand Dorans of the and I said that he was the one that they that um uh that um oh gosh who's the dwarf in Lord of the Rings uh, Gimli, that Gimli's like, we'll go see my, my uncle. He'll give us great warming. And of course the whole place is like a tomb. Uh, that wasn't Doran, but there was, there's so many of these dwarves that have the same names and these Kings have the same names. I think that was, um, I forget who that was, but it wasn't him. Oh my gosh. Okay. And I had all these highlighted things in my book. I was going to bring my books in my bedroom. Gosh, darn it. Oh, well, you won't have to be <laughs> bored by my book passages today. Um, anyway, so I got that wrong, but, uh, yeah, no, I thought that the, um, that the Numenor stuff was good, not great, but uh, I know it's just leading us to get out of there. Um, I thought it was weird. I'm still on Sauron watch, Brian. Uh, Halibrand, like, 
first of all, he's wandering free at the end. Like, what did he parlay yeah, to get that was freedom? weird. Mm-hmm. He also, oh, oh, no, I really wanted to read this passage. Okay, there's a quote from the book that I had highlighted and used a little post so and everything. Go, go get the book. No, no, it's fine. Okay. But she basically says that, uh, she says in the chapter, The Mirror of Galadriel, she says, Sauron, oh, hold on, let me just get it. Okay, I'm back with my book. She says, I say to you, Frodo, that even as I speak to you, I perceive the Dark Lord and know his mind, or all of his mind that concerns the elves, and he gropes ever to see me and my thought, but still the door is closed. Okay, so they know each other. Right? Like, they have passed, they've hung and this is why, and they're getting to know each other, Halbrand and her. So I just feel like she has a past with this person. And Interesting. He, and he knows her because, you know, he's like trying to find out, you know, they have all the chat in, in the prison and everything and what they use to exploit each other's, you know, the weaknesses of everyone around them. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I remembered that quote and it makes me think that like that's, I don't know. So that's something. Um he eventually is going, I mean, whoever Sauron is, is going to be in the story very soon because he's the one that helps, you know, the elves forge the rings and he gathers all this information and he like befriends people. So he's going to enter the story. Do you think this season ends with the rings being forged? Do you think the series ends with the rings being forged? Or do you think in later season, like what, where, where is this going? I think the series will end with the rings. I th- or or around the time of the rings, maybe it'll be gearing up for the. Ac- maybe we'll actually get to see what uh, Cape Blanchett t- uh, tells us that happens, uh, and, and we see we see in the in the movies. I don't know. I definitely don't think they're not going to rush that because that's that's pretty. Um, there's a lot of good stuff before that. I'm assuming that it's going that this season is going to end with the ships going to Middle Earth. And disasters happening. I won't say what they are if no one knows. Certain disasters happening and certain things going a certain way. So I think that's it's going to just be that because we don't have that much longer. And they're just not going fast enough. There's too much to cover. Like they're going to all these different things. I think we'll find out probably who maybe we'll find an answer about Sauron. I think we'll see some movement across water. And I think we'll probably find out who this stranger is. Mm-hmm. Um and then maybe, yeah, I, I, okay, so yes, so I don't know. But that takes me to the Southlands. So we meet Adar, aka Benjamin Stark, um, who is crying over his like elf children. I mean, his elf children, pff, I wish, his orc children. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of this. I don't know who he is. Uh, like, I, I, yeah, that was, that was, really interesting to me um i i I don't know what to make of that uh i did notice that the actor who plays theo is ginormous because apparently there was this big gap of time because of covid between episodes like in the early part of the season so he gets and he had like a crazy growth spurt so if he looks suddenly tall to you that's why um and i really thought we were going to say goodbye to aaron deer in this episode because when we were seeing that Gorgeous, my opinion, gorgeous sequence through the woods with the arrows. Oh, yeah. When he catches it. 
and he catches it and then the light of the sun mixed with uh doran's wife singing uh to the stones in the mountain Mm -hmm. oh my gosh like that was so the show is just so beautiful it's really Um, beautiful that was great so yeah uh i think that's uh all i have to say do you have anything talking about the southlands and what happened there anything to say um yeah, uh, orc conversations are the best conversations. Uh, we've turned over every stone he ain't here. The boss is the one who lost him. Like, all that stuff. Like, all their, like, weird conversations. There's also one, like, in Two Towers where it's like, we had had anything to eat for three stinking days. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love orc conversations. They are my favorite things. And we got so much of that in this one. Um, I love that. Um, the, the Palantir uh, effect was incredible. Um, the dwarf throne is incredible. Oh, it is God, so beautiful. Um, that whole scene. So I have a question for you. What's your favorite plot line currently in this show? Um, I mean, I would say it's probably, I'm, re- I'm thrilled by the, uh, Mordor before door, uh, Southland stuff. Cause okay. that is like, so eerie and it like gives me goosebumps i just love knowing that like there is a volcano out there which is definitely about doom like it is definitely uh you know that we're, we're seeing it so that gives i just love that we're seeing this before um i guess i have to say the numenor not because i like numenor but wherever galadriel is is what i like because i think she she just carries the most weight with her story so she's my other one. Um, sure. I, I care about the Harfoots. They're adorable and lovely. Um, but And I'm interested to see who the stranger is. But I know we'll spend time with them in the next episode. We obviously saw um, in the scenes for next week. The, um, the Moria stuff I love. It's definitely like the most energetic. And it's also really eerie because, again, we're just seeing like Kaza Doom in this incredible way. Um, but – it, it stresses me out because I know that Elrond wants something. I know that Doran also is now going to find out what that is. And they're keeping each other at arm's length. And I just want them to be friends. And, you know, they take oaths very seriously. And, you know, I'm just, I'm stressed out by that because I know how things go. And the Mithril, which we were correct. We called that that was going to be Mithril. Um, mm-hmm. That stresses me out. Stresses me out a little bit too because the discovery of Mithril doesn't go so great, um, and then the elves obviously just freaking love using it. So there's going to be some sad switch there. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a little stressed by that, but I I love it. I'm just stressed. What about you? Uh, I think that's my favorite one because I just like the dynamic between the two of them. The um, Galadriel stuff is fantastic, but I'm a little confused here and there. Um, She's a tough hang, I gotta say. Oh, no, I like... It's more about the plotting over there that just a little over my head. Well, I also think she's, like, kind of... I'm like, you're not fun, girl. You are no fun. She's not. That's definitely You are 100 bajillion years old, and you are just not fun anymore. (laughs) My uh, my favorite line from this episode, though, was, Dwarven anger outlives elven memory. Yes. That was good. They're just so old. Um, Yeah, I thought that was... I, I yeah all the the Moria stuff uh, I really love. I got a little bit of a precious vibe when Elrond was like, "No, this is Mithril." 
Like mm. it was very like ooh, screwy. Oh, that was a little much. I loved oh, it. Kiss, kiss. Oh, that. Okay. I that. didn't think it was too on the nose. I thought maybe I was the only person that was like getting that weird feeling. I was like, I'm reading into that. Oh no, no, I wasn't even saying. That. I was just like, that was just like. You know, like that, that was like their like Luke the Skywalker away? moment. Yeah. Oh. It's like, this is vibranium. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like some, like some, anyway. This is but, uh, fiber crystal. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you know, both of these shows are halfway through. I'm enjoying both of them to a certain extent. Um, I, I, I really think that a lot of the, both of these shows are going to like turn up the drama like to 10. Um, yeah. I know we'll get it immediately from Hot D, and I'm I'm interested to see where we go with the Lord of the Rings, um, the Rings of Power, and like how interested I am to watch season two. I'm going to watch season two. That's not a question. You're it's crazy. Like, how 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 will they keep me engaged? Because who know? Like the production is so huge. Like how who knows when we're getting season two? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, it's true. I secretly hope it's like what they did with Lord of the Rings and they're just like working on them now. Yeah. But yeah. Mostly, I mean, I don't know. Have they been officially – that's been officially let for Yeah, I believe two, right? so. Okay. I believe so. Um. Yeah, the only last thing I want to say is that last week I we did have – talked forever about what was a Nazgul and what was a Ringwraith. It's the same thing basically. Um. It, I thought – I was like maybe just the really mean one is the Nazgul. <laughs> no, it's all, all Nazgul, all Ringwraiths. I do want to say that – a few were Numenorians, we know from book. Mm. So, and you know, we're spending time with Numenorians. So, be on be on Nazgul watch at least to find out like who among these people we're meeting could be kind of a nasty person that one day could be like a ki- like one of these nasty kings or mm-hmm. nasty ring raids. And so far, my choices are. Um, the guy who's like really doing a great job hitting on our girl sister. Um, I forget her name, but mm-hmm. the sister that's invented for the the show. Sure. Uh, the guy who's like, she's like, I don't like go anywhere with strange men. He's like, okay, well, if I see any, I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. That was like a great line. So he's got, he's got, I got my eye on him. I mean, she, for all I know, could be one. Maybe it's a woman. And then I also got my eye on um, the one that's really mad that kicks the chamber pot and is like, you your silver spoon, like I wanted to be a part of the sea shanty team. And sure. you, you sealed door. He's like, you can't just kicked out, which also that sucks for them. Cause I know they really wanted to be there. Um, maybe one of them. So I don't know. I'm on, I'm on Nazgul watch too. What a bummer that they got kicked out because of him. Like that, that know, seemed that really wildly seem unfair. It was truly yeah. just him. And he, I think he even admitted it. He was like, no, no, it was just me. I let it go. Sorry. Yeah. And they were like, well, you're all three out. Yeah. Um, I just looked it up. Season two is the only one that's actually greenlit, but it but they picked it up for like five seasons. They just have to Sweet. they'll just greenlit them. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, nerds, each of us dines as we see fit. And we hope you had as much fun as we had. And we hope you'll join us tomorrow when we discuss She-Hulk, episode six, and the premiere episodes of Andor. As a small universe in a multiverse of other nerd verses, the subscriptions, follows, and reviews are super important for us to grow. So, be sure to subscribe to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and follow along on our socials, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Nerdverse Pod. We thank you so much for listening and following along. Please keep telling all your nerdy friends about us, and remember. 
Rich crone, kiss the stone, polish your gems and gold. <laughs>